Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And today I have an amazing special first time guest. Yeah. Christina Hutchinson's here. Oh, ooh, don't kill my Zen Scott. Don't kill my Zen Scott. So, first of all, shout out to Scott, Scott. Linder. The uh, Scott owns Pinch Recording, where I am recording this amazing podcast. Pinch. You got I will plug where you guys can. <laughs> can find them at the end of this because if you do want to record a podcast or music whatever meditations this is the place to go so i'll give you all the info at the end but we're singing that because i I started, was killing our zen yeah i was telling scott he was killing my zen and then christina who has a much better voice than me <laughs> can you do it do the scott don't kill my zen scott don't kill my zen don't see that kill has a bit of zen, sex scott. to it mine's like jewish mother look Scott, don't kill my zen. Ooh, wait, that was a little, was that cool? <laughs> that was good. It sounded like bitchy girl, which oh. I liked. Scott, don't kill my zen. Scott, don't kill my zen. Scott. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Christina, for those of you who don't know, has a very popular podcast called Guys We Fucked. Oh, thanks. And it's all about science. No. Yeah, it's about science and math and algebra. We <laughs> yeah. do ancient geometry. The podcast title is very misleading. I know. Well, it's that's all how, science. That's how we really in. <laughs> But uh, we'll get a little bit into that. But before I do that, I want to thank some people because I started a Patreon account. I'm finally saying <gasps> that's it right. A, that's a popular thing these podcasts is doing. I Listen, one of my friends, they said, Katie, you got to start a Patreon account. It's how all the artists are making <laughs> money. And I was like, well, I need to be in the know. I'm going to do it. <laughs> By the way, so all of my, I was saying I was pronouncing it wrong. I think I was saying like, Patreon. I was saying it really. I mean, well, whatever. Sp- Apparently, Spokane is actually spe- pronounced Spokane in Washington. Just learned that. That don't make no sense. I don't even sense. know what that is. It's a town that Rachel Dolezal was in. That's why I knew the town. We're doing a tour oh, show there. Oh, okay. And I and I really want to interview Rachel Dolezal and be like, "What was going on with you, girl?" You know, I don't know. I think she's misunderstood. Anyway, I agree. Yeah, no, you know, Rachel. Okay, so I want to give a shout out to the people who are supporting me on Patreon. I'm saying it right now because a lot of uh listeners were yelling at me that i was saying it wrong <laughs> um so i want to give a shout out to dina madani i actually give her a lot of tarot card readings she's amazing um mark mifsud who i'm probably saying your name wrong first of all i say everyone's name mark, wrong mark, mark. but hi mark and i also know mark as well i've given him tarot card readings thank you guys for supporting me sam lepak azra pervez zoe Litow, and saskia den odin odin once again, not good at pronouncing names, but I want to say thank you guys for supporting me on there. And then I got some gifts actually from gifts? one of your listeners what who found me three years. Her name's Julie Hubschman. Julie, give me gifts. Yeah, what kind of Julie. gifts? What kind of gifts Julie giving so you? So she works for Microsoft. What the fuck? Oh, wait, does she not? Wait, does she live? She doesn't live here, right? She, she lives in, in Seattle. Uh, San Francisco, or Seattle. I think she offered us a tour. Did of she? Microsoft. It might have been some somebody offered us a tour of Microsoft. It was probably her. I hope so. That's our gift. And yeah, no. <laughs> well, kidding. she sent Shane this amazing like shirt for your son. For, yeah, Shaney Brett. He that's wore so it the next insane. day. He loved it. It was this really cute shirt and a controller that he can customize. He was geeking out. I was a cool oh, mom. Wow. And she sent me some other goodies that are only legal there. <gasps> so. Girl, hook me up when I girl, go, please. Girl, was I, I, need I mean, it. allegedly, she allegedly oh, yeah, sent me that. Then it That's fictional. That didn't happen. Anyway, so I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and uh, now, Christina, when when you, can I ask you a question? Yes. When you give tarot card readings, are you like um, this tarot card says it's like the king of diamonds or whatever? But like it says like you're gonna like contribute to my patreon i don't i mean that's what it, that's what the, you, <laughs> you imagine that. every tarot card reading is just manipulations to help fund me i'm like weird this is the submit a hundred dollars a month <laughs> it's a credit card form it's not even a card it's weird but here you go what's your social <laughs> <laughs> well you know what a lot of tarot card readers though they do have this thing where they're like they do their reading and they're like "Ooh, someone placed a curse on you oh that's how i that's why i owe a lot of psychics in murray hill some money really yeah because they freaked me out and they schemed me because it didn't help. They well, didn't I hate curse. when they do that. And then they're like, listen, if you want me to take the curse off for yeah. you, give me $200. I'll burn this candle. Yep. Oh, yeah. Write me a note on a piece of paper about that person. I'll burn it. I mean, I, I'm like, lady, I could do that. I'll She's burn like, no, the person. I have Write their name power. and their address and I'm going to go and burn them. Well, then they made the mistake. This woman <laughs> made the mistake of telling me I can make payments. 
So she's like, just give me a hundred dollars now. Oh, so you like owe them money. Yeah, but then you they fucked clo- with a psychic. Look yeah, at you. I did, but That's then brave. the building got like demolished. So their building? Yeah. I'm she's assuming she wasn't in it, but uh looks like you're the more powerful witch. What oh, now, bitch? Shit, I'm coming for you, girl. <laughs> I do think that you have psychic empathic abilities, actually. I have had some instances where I'm like, huh, that was pretty psychic of me. Good for me. <laughs> you actually came to the Going Deep event last night, it which was amazing. made my life. You guys, if you live in New York City, fucking go. Thank you. It was awesome. It was and cool I have to be one in, a room. in Philly. So any, oh, yeah. It's uh, February 26th, you guys, on a Sunday, for those of you who are in Philly. But Christina came and Corinne, and you guys sat in the front, which meant a lot to me because it actually helps affect my energy that's great to have that support but um crew was just laughing at your shirt <laughs> well i've been hand <laughs> kate goes oh she has a shirt that she painted on now and last night it was a different shirt and she goes oh i, I handmade this shirt and crew goes i could tell it was so hurtful <laughs> the way she said it but no i bought these uh fabric paints and i've been painting all my shirts Honestly, it's really good. It look, it does great. look hand painted, but that's not a bad thing. No, I mean you, you normally would have to pay like a lot of money for a handcrafted shirt, but yeah, I don't know. It's really Kate just spent five hours on it. I'm really into it. <laughs> but what I wanted to get to was one of the things that you brought up there. I hope it's okay to kind of bring it up. Uh, I won't no. go into the full. You can go to whatever you want. You can yeah? say I'm. Okay. I'm not. I don't really hide much. You, yeah, you, you and I are very similar in that. We're just like ah, just fuck similar. it. Let's say it. But. Well, uh, Christina, you, you, maybe you want to share it then, what you kind of came up and shared as oh, much yeah. as you want. Yeah, because I actually had that instance happen to me today and during acupuncture. <laughs> um, uh, when I get in these moments where I have anxiety, but I, I, you know, I don't, I never have a panic attack for no reason. But uh, if I'm really stressed out and I overwhelmed and there's too many, um, I don't know, things I feel like are pulling at me all at once. Uh, any little thing, like I cut my my thumb the other day, and it kind of adds up, and I get angry anger rage yeah. rage i don't think anger is appropriate word. rage is more appropriate and yeah. uh and the only time i can the only way for me that i have i can even conceive to uh pop that rage bubble and for me to come down so i can just leave my house and go out into the world is to do something either punch like punching a wall um last night i said i i had broken my toothbrush in half which i didn't even know I could do because I slammed it on the counter and uh, or saying something hurtful to Steven because that's who I live with my boyfriend who's always around and unfortunately gets the brunt of it um, and I wanted to know what I could do that was more productive to uh, pop that bubble and you had suggested a punching bag and I went on Amazon last night did you they they have I wanted to I wanted to look at one that was a standalone that had just a little thing the little ball at the top and I could only find one for kids is like three and a half feet tall so um, there are standalone ones that are thicker because that's what I need. And then you need the, th- the the you need the thick ones, yeah. Christina. And then there's this mannequin one that's like a, a white guy, and I'm like, that's even better. How much were they? That white guy mannequin thing was uh like two fifty. That's not bad actually. Amazon's pretty. I'm learning now. I yeah. need to get shit on Amazon now. I just need to stop shopping. I do order a decent amount from there, but you know the whole thing that I was saying to Christina because a lot of us have un have suppressed rage I didn't, that really i'm so glad you had said that because i didn't realize that most of us a, a lot of people aren't even in touch at all with their rage but you can almost look at their faces and when someone's eyeballs look like they're trying to escape their face oh that's it oh that's what i look like there's a lot of sure. there's whether it's rage or pain there's something that's like really building up in there yeah and a lot i know i have a ton of suppressed rage that i keep trying to get more and more in touch with but i had no idea i would never have guessed that you have rage really yeah well i think i've done a lot of work around it it's rage mixed with pain and that often coincides yeah. with it but you know i've done a lot of digging and and more and more threads are coming up around there but yeah i definitely have rage terror has been coming up terror of what well when i was young oh yeah, yeah. you well, you had described last night in the class uh you were were you afraid for your life or were you yeah from I your mean, parents so it's funny because my memory is pretty fucked. Um, things are coming back to me in pieces, but I think starting at a young age, um, and I always feel weird share. I'm going to try to share respectfully because I like I sharing as much as I can. But, but you don't want to... Um, with the parent stuff, it's so I, hard because you want to tell your story without... The guilt. Fucking up. Well, it's not even just I the guilt. Bad. It's like, I still want to respect privacy as well. I know. But I also, yeah. So so it's writing that 
you know, both sides. But I did grow up in a in a place where my mom had under my mom had her own horrific childhood and was kind of just starting to have that come up when she had me, I think. And it wasn't just her rage that came out at me. I think she also had a hard time getting out of bed with depression and stuff like that. Was she bitter towards you because she, her childhood, like deep down, you think that her childhood wasn't good and seemingly yours was, you were bringing, being brought into a more stable environment. So she was like, fuck this. You deserve this too, but not externally. I think it was more, I mean, who knows, but, but I think it was more of just an overwhelm of all these, um, undealt with feelings and then you have now a responsibility. You're supposed to be caring for another being and you can barely care for yourself. Yeah. I think she was just so overwhelmed that a lot of those emotions spilled onto me. And for me, the terror for my life was like, I don't think I was properly cared for. And um, I mean, I was in many ways, uh, you know, I my dad. same I, thing that I do. My, well, well my, I, you no, know, this I is mean, what I mean. <laughs> no, no, not in that oh, okay, way. My dad was there and he was more of the like, yeah, I was fed and stuff like that yeah. because he was yeah. there. But it's, now I forget what I was going to oh, say. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Do you remember what? Um, well, she, we were asked, I was asking if she was bitter towards you, but she just, uh, she couldn't get out of bed. She had depression. She, you were fearing for your life, but like why? What oh, was the Oh, the fearing thing? for the life thing, yeah. I think it was, partially a survival mode of when I was left alone with her. Am I going to actually have my innate needs taken care Mm. of, which wasn't the same when my dad was around, but then there was another of the, of being in fear of her anger, Mm. which wasn't like, am I going to get fed? But it was like, Oh my God, there's so much and that's way, rage coming mm, at me that that's another kind of terror. So I think it was this, and I'm sure tons of stuff that I don't even know about, but terror. And my mom had her own terror that lived within her respectfully so of course and that got imprinted on me too so she'd be someone who was always scared of people robbing the house and coming in and breaking in and murdering the whole family wow and that stuff got put on to me which i didn't even realize because now that i'm in my own place i like look out the window and i'm like oh you know i have that thing yeah robbers robbers don't come here (laughs) yeah well now being alone you're like it's a it's a different thing than when you're in a, a an apartment with like two roommates you're not as fearful of that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that's why yeah. like living in New York City specifically like just right in the middle of the fucking city because on the first floor there's always people around. There's always somebody and I love that. Oh, do you? Cuz yeah. I was going to say cuz that I didn't know if you were going to go in the direction of being scared because Nah, I'm not really scared of shit. I'm scared. I was scared of planes, but then I got over that because really? I had I had to. We have to fly places. <laughs> if if I was like, "Can we drive?" Crew would be like, "Fuck you." Corinne would not be having Kate, that. Kate, you're my comedy partner. <laughs> it just becomes a whole other thing. And I'm like, let's talk about aliens for the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I always knew like with the flying thing, like even driving by an airport, I would freak out. And Steven was always, my boyfriend was always like, man, you're not going to be able to fly. You got to get to, and I even, I knew at the time, I'm like, look, there's going to be a day where I have to fly all the time and I'm just going to get over it. It's going to suck for a little bit, but then I'll be fine. And that's exactly what happened. You got used to it. Yeah. I don't even flinch i mean i can't sleep on planes but i wish i could because you can't let your guard down i don't know if it's that or i I can't sleep anywhere where i'm uncomfortable i really have i'm very sensitive emotionally physically to everything and uh i can't sleep if i'm not physically comfortable and those talk about uh, discomfort airplanes you're just your body's too tense to relax too tense and i always stretch out and piss everybody off around me really oh yeah See, I can sleep on an airplane, but if I start overthinking it, like, okay, I'm in the air. All it would take is one little thing to go wrong. If I I wanted to go there, I'm sure I could spiral into my own panic attack. But but. (laughs) I have a lower, when I go on an airplane, this is what I do. I try and get on as early as I can so I could just get this all out of the way without a lot of people seeing it. But I break out um, an inflatable lower back pillow. And I blow it up and I put it my my you know my lower back and then I have the uh, neck pillow that I put on me and then I turn my sweatshirt uh, on the other side so it's like a little blanket and then I put uh, an eye mask on and earplugs in and then I take two Tylenol You're like PM. a grandma flying uh-huh. and I take two Tylenol PM and I still don't fucking sleep you don't sleep with the Tylenol PM I've Doesn't gone it on a make plane it worse? like you're just groggy now uh, yeah I would I've gone on a plane before and at, at the point where I wasn't even scared of flying anymore I hadn't slept the night before because I was like gonna sleep on this plane so that I don't have to remember the fucking plane ride and uh 
took two Tylenol PM right before boarding, nothing. I just sat with my eyes covered with the mask and my ears plugged, just mind erasing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't go on airplanes too much, but who knows? I never know. When I do go, it's not normally too bad. Yeah. I think Shane's normally been with me, which kind of always soothes me. Guys, request Kate to come to your local comedy club, and then they'll fly you out. There you go. Seriously. Make me confront my my fears. No, I would love to. Well, I actually, so I've never been to LA. Oh, really? I've had some of the listeners be like, come out, come out and do a Going Deep or a comedy show. So yeah, go to your local comedy clubs. Get me out there. Go to Emily at the Comedy Store. Tell them you want kate to do a show in the belly room because we adapted our podcast into a live show oh. and we do stand up but it's very interactive do the same fucking thing that's with yours like because your seminar last night was fucking awesome you were hilarious you. and yeah request kate guys request me guys make let's make this happen i really hope within the next year i can get to places like california seattle yeah i've never been to toronto i would love to go there yeah, Toronto's so awesome. is it I have a lot of friends from there, like Nathan McIntosh, my friends oh, Aton yeah. and Jay. So I would love to go and see where they kind of got their start in comedy. Look, I have, I literally, I'm trying to be more on top of things for the podcast. So I wrote some lists. Oh, what's on it? So, well, first of all, I wanted to talk about really embracing the body, which sounds like I'm Let's do it. once again, like a sex education teacher. Guys, it's time to it's embrace, like embrace your, your body. So like jerk off or something? You want me to like embrace my embrace dick? Embrace your pubic hair. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. I hadn't shaved my legs in like two months. That's great. I just didn't have a reason to. No one's looking at them and it's <laughs> yeah. winter. Or, so I was like, fuck it. Yeah, it's that. Or like when you've been dating someone for so long, you're like, nah, I don't care. Anymore. They don't care. Yeah. But they, they had grown so long that how long i like they were pretty much fully grown out how long were the hairs two three months they were like i like wow like not an inch but like it Almost. was leg hair is it thick not that you're thick. not very hairy no um, well, you're kind of like i me. have hairy arms but it's oh. thin hair it's thin blonde hair and that's the thing when i was shaving i shaved them today and when i was shaving Your i was arms? actually really no 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 my oh. legs when I was shaving them i got sad because if i felt like i was erasing all this growth <laughs> Well, you technically were. I was. And it really, for a second, I was like, God, like I'm, I'm getting rid of growth. And, oh, my God. And I was like, That's... why the fuck? Like, I get it. It's a social custom. I'm still a part of that whole prison. But like, it kind of pissed me off a bit. So I was like, you know what? We are supposed to have hair. Just like on our arms. I know. We're meant to have hair on our legs. And it actually wasn't scary looking. Like I looked at them and I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute. Like, yeah, it just really for a second made me just be like, fuck this. <laughs> it did. It was just like, yeah, I get it. We've become accustomed that girls are supposed to shave their legs. I get it. Even I, if I see a girl with hairy legs, I, g- I get a little... Oh, when I see girls with armpit hair, which I ha- I know a lot of friends with their armpit hair, they grow it out. And that makes sense that you would grow out your armpit hair and not give a fuck. And I'm like, ew. It still in makes my head. me have that reaction, yeah. too. Yeah, because that's why women, that's why a lot of times women can feel nuts because it's like, am I doing this thing, whatever the fuck it is, put painting your face on or shaving your legs for myself or am I doing it for society? And then you get angry and then you can't tell and then you just end up caving and doing it anyway and you're like, well, fuck this. I guess I'm a slave to the man. That's how I, I mean, felt you know. today when I was shaving away all my beautiful growth on yeah, my legs. Never shave your growth. I know. It's my growth. I really- you, you, you could say you were making room for new growth. Mm. I tried. <laughs> I tried to think of it that way. I did. I was like, I was like, make new friends. And keep but the then, old. But, but then I was yes, get rid of the old. Anyway, but um, and shave off the old. You kind of, you kind of put it beautifully. Where all these things go through your head, where you're like, fuck it. I, well, you're like, fuck. I'm giving into the man, but also this is something that I do feel sexier when my legs don't have hair, and it's so hard to balance it and go like, well do I want to be one of the trendsetters that starts making leg hair trendy again? As I, I get it. I'm just Kate Wolf. I can't yeah, myself but that would make be a leg thing hair if, trendy. If, Kate Wolf, if you as Kate Wolf didn't ever shave your legs and they were, your hair was like almost an inch long and it was the summer, we'd be like, Kate Wolf doesn't shave her legs. It, not a good or bad thing, but it's like, oh, it's like a mental note. And then she could be, at least in the comedy community. You'd I be think I could still definitely get dick with hairy legs. We should just start saying like, oh my God, like, some I don't know like Mike Cannon like never shaves his legs that's fucking weird right like we just like make guys start feeling horrible about that yeah I don't think they ever would though 
They're yeah. pretty. Did you hear that Chris Stefano never shaves he his legs? He doesn't even shave his armpits. What a freak. It's and Tim weird. Dillon, hairy legs. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Disgusting. What I get pissed at is when you see, and I've seen it a lot, just like, you know, when you're at the beach or a pool or whatever, say you, you get a you get a guy who's not the best looking. That doesn't matter. But this is when it matters. Like the back hair situation he's not taking care of and he has a back hair situation and he's just with this hairless, lovely, young lady. And you're like, what? Should the lady demand more out of him physically? But also, he might not care if she just grow, grew out all her hair. He might still love her the way she is. Isn't hair just such a funny fucking issue? It's, I've been defined by, because my hair is so curly. I've been like, it's, it's... Have you grown up hairy? Uh... Do you know what I mean? my head. See, I've always had like I know it doesn't look like it, but I have always have, had like, hairy arms. I it even goes arms. up to like my shoulder. It's like peach fuzz. Yeah, but that's normal. And, but as a growing up, that was something I was mortified over. Like in middle school, huh. I was like, oh my god, I'm so hairy. And like, look, I, my back is open. You can see it. Like I definitely have hair on my back. I used to shave it when I was in high school. I was so Your embarrassed. Lower back. My lo- I was embarrassed about that. Some like, girls got tramp stamps. Kate just shaved her lower back without really looking <laughs> in the mirror. Probably like missed a whole fucking patch but um no i mean it's so funny how self-conscious we get no i used to uh be really like mortified over my hair and then like oh my god i'm gonna share something (laughs) i'll share something weird and interesting okay i'm gonna share this this is my first time publicly sharing this guys and i know it might sound silly but this is a big deal for me so i used to get breakouts every now and then on my butt yeah everyone does really like full on breakouts, meaning like not like horrible, horrible, yeah. but like I would do and I was humiliated by it. I remember in middle school, I had a teacher. I had that, too. Actually, really? I, for- I forgot about it. And I remember I wouldn't be naked in front of my boyfriends when that was happening. Oh, my God. Me neither. I, or like you're fucking me in the dark. The hair. Or I'm lying on my back. The hair issue and then like having sometimes breakouts literally made me feel like I was a monster. Yeah. Oh, acne can. I had it on my back. Really? I still kind of do a little bit. Like when I had a friend I'm sweating, who had horrible but, acne growing up on the back. And it's and it's gross. Like when you have it, you're like, who? I am a beast. But you're not. You're human having a bodily reaction. But we are like, there's this thing of perfection where it's like you have something like that. And especially I think being a, well, no, I, I think men no, get men, just as self-conscious. They do. Because it's acne, it, it's like, oh, am I a walking infection? You know? It's, you that's, feel you gross. Feel, yeah. It's and hard. for me, having it on my butt, it was like, I felt like, so, I felt like it was like this secret. And I, do you know what I mean? Like, I literally felt like a sitting monster. On this that, no, exactly. <laughs> I did. Oh, that's, you're welcome. You can you get take it, that guys? and run with it. Get it? So, no, you but I had a teacher in middle school. That. I don't know if I'm I was sitting on the biggest secret in middle school, you guys. Butt, butt acne, acne. <laughs> good job look at us <laughs> so in sync <laughs> but um i had a teacher and she was going around being silly to the kids in middle school and she was like oh you're no. you're this you're and then she looked at me and she's like you you have a hairy butt and i remember being like oh my god she knows <laughs> like i was like do you know what i mean like I, it was it was so <laughs> yeah. it was so mortifying that i had this like peach fuzz that you know and now as an adult i mean now my i think it has peach fuzz on everyone's butt has peach i know fuzz. but you don't talk about it yeah, I guess so. You don't like girls are supposed to be these hairless, flawless beings. And listen, men, you have it hard too. We're all supposed to be these fucking perfect things. Yeah, I am so over. It. You know what I do now though to take care of the acne stuff? Tea tree oil. Oh yeah, that shit is good. Oh, do you put it on? Is it? Maybe I should do that when I get them on my face. Sometimes. I do it before about once or twice a week when I get out of the shower. I take some tea tree oil and I put it on my butt, a little bit on my back, and Ooh. I never have breakouts. And you don't wash it off or anything? You just let it sit no, there? No. It's, well, so, shit, it's such I a natural... I have a bottle of it. I'm going to It's it. so good. I, I bought it and I was like, why am I buying this? I just know that everyone says it works for a lot of shit. And I just bought it and I haven't used it yet. So Dude, it's amazing. It's meant to be And it's I, natural. Yeah. yeah. You're well, everyone's butt, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was such a thing that a lot of people did. But for me, it was like this curse like even even yeah. with my last boyfriend like i would have sex where i kept trying to put my butt in another direction do you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like and like I, there was still this like thing and someone who's an aware boyfriend is like what are you what are you doing the fuck are you doing why yeah. do you keep shifting so i can't see your butt and then finally i'll be like oh and they're just like what are you talking about but, i know and they don't care but, no. it, but it doesn't matter because you care and acne is any age, any gender, like acne will fuck up your psyche. It will. It really it, does. It, it, I don't know anybody who has had it and has not been affected by it. 
And there are so many other issues that I'm sure I'm not aware of. You know, I used to battle with, I used to get this one cyst by my like groin area, right? Where like, you know, when you wear oh. a bathing suit, where the bathing suit thing Hit. would land. Yeah, the bikini line. Starting, I think at like 17. A cyst? It, it, well, maybe it was 18. Yeah, it was, it, it started acne? as an ingrown hair. Oh. oh. It was an ingrown hair that became like an abscess that, yeah. I don't know. Did I you can't, have to get it drained? No, they had to remove it about <gasps> six or seven times there. And remove the abscess? The cyst. Oh my because and it would like it was painful yeah and that was another thing sick. i mean that's oh yeah. god no i mean thank god it hasn't come back in years and years but it kind of it it was like an eight-year thing where it would come back and um and the doctor one time i went to the OBGYN and he's like just don't shave there it irritates it and i was like um you want me to walk around that's not gonna happen. with the hairy puss for the rest <laughs> of my life which i ended up trying to get laser hair removal i only did it three times and it helped a bit only three uh wait how if you really want laser hair to stick down there you gotta get it a bunch of times unless you're like very pretty much hairless already but I'm like i'm a hair. russian german jew you know uh, what i mean oof. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> baby, come at me, bro. Hello, you wax my <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I, I had um, talk about act. Good God, I had it was hilarious. Honestly, it was mortifying at the time, but also hilarious. My senior year of high school, I um was in the I got uh, passed on to the final rounds of the international monologue competition or something like that. It was in Nebraska, and I had I guess a pimple on my chin like in the center bottom of my chin and but I didn't it was like one of those ingrown cystic ones and it got so big I woke up one morning my chin was so swollen my whole chin was swollen looked like Jay Leno and I we, I went to my family doctor and he was like you know I should have gone to a dermatologist to have it dry. I don't know what they would have done and I, I the, he was like oh just sit it in warm salt water soak it and I just like had my chin in oh my warm salt water for three days leading up to the thing and it was still there and oh man that was uh that was one for the record books getting body shit really <sighs> is it's so funny the, the the big deals we make about it too when i'm sure if i had seen you with your jay leno chin i wouldn't it would have been fun you know like not like funny like laughing at you i'd been like yeah but that like, shit happens yeah like oh of course the timing yeah i remember in high school i, I was a cheerleader <laughs> And I threw up a girl and she came down with her elbow and my oh. lip got so puffy. It was like Marge Simpson. And I remember at the time it was like mortifying. But now I could rock it and be like, look what the fuck happened to my yeah. lip. But back then I was like, oh, I'm my God, I'm a laughing stock. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not look hot. Like, I mean, not that Kylie Jenner's lips are hot. I would never want to promote injecting shit into your body yeah. and then my friend recently in his 30s got a huge like pimply um was more than a pimple what would you call like cystic assist like it's almost like a sore thing oh. on his face and he was like mortified about it and uh, and he he came over and well, he was, was like he's like i know you're at? looking no. <laughs> <laughs> i just spit on him and i was like get out of my house <laughs> ew but i didn't even notice it I mean, it was pretty noticeable, really? but I, di I didn't. Oh. I was just like, da, 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 da. And he was like, I know you're looking at, you know, and he had given it a name. And I was like, I didn't even notice it. But hmm. it's funny that no matter what age you are, when you have something like that, you think everyone is looking at yeah. you. Yeah, I, I will say, though, I do notice things in people do you? on people's faces. And I think things in my head that aren't nice. <laughs> so don't look um, fucked up around Christina. And that's, but that's <laughs> why I feel so one of the reasons why i feel so self-conscious is because well if any i'm judgy as fuck in my own head and i'm a pretty nice person yeah so i don't can't imagine what these mean motherfuckers be thinking they probably we're don't all judgy care. just in different ways though we also always think that people are looking at us and caring about us more than they really are it's true most people are just in their own heads about shit i know and the people who are obsessing about you that's just get their a own. life. No. Well, yeah, it's their own projection. They're not. It's flattering. Something else is going on. Yeah. But okay. That was our first <laughs> topic. <laughs> um, oh, okay. This one I know you can really relate to. So I had a situation. Fuck it. I'm just going to tell. Okay. So I had a girl today from high school who I she's a lovely girl have not really talked to her in years yeah since high school we weren't even close close in high school liked her whatever yeah and she gets me in touch without 
asking me. She's like, hey, meet my friend. Bah, bah, bah. She wants to get into comedy. Give her some tips. And like, yeah, you gotta. So here's the funny thing, because I went through a lot of emotions and I and I was nice. I went, I've gotten that thrown at I me went, a lot. Right. And, and you go, you don't want to just dismiss it. You don't want to be rude. And I was like, hey, here's my suggestions. First of all, anyone listening, if you want to get into comedy, you just got to write and go to Mike's. Yeah, you There's don't, nothing else I can tell you right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Go to Mike's. Hosting an open mic is a great way to meet the comedians in your area. The end. Like, just work and do. There's no work. way around it. See comedy that's really good go see good comedy and be around people if you can that are better than you done that's all you need to know you gotta write you gotta work it yeah get funny write new material i can't give you a that's cheat it. sheet I, I can't even give myself a cheat sheet yeah 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 i'm well i forget what very seasoned comedian had a joke about this like people are always asking me what do i gotta do to con- to get into comedy i'm like well don't start out by just stealing all my ideas and asking me what you do th- you gotta fucking do it by your goddamn self some cynical comedian but uh it was really funny and then I realized, because when, whenever somebody asked me that, though, that I know, uh, that was a little more far removed situation for you. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I'll, I, I always meet up with them. Do I you? See, I, I offer more than I should, I think, because I'm like, okay, when can you meet? And they're probably just like, oh, I just wanted to email you, but I'll meet with you. Like, Why did I do well, that? Well, that's so nice, though. Well, that's kind of the issue I was getting to with this. And we talked about it, too, at Going Deep last night. But, you know, first of all, they did nothing wrong by putting me in touch with her. No. You know? I did get a feeling of it like would have been nicer if she was like, "Hey, Kate, how you doing? Hope you're well. Do you mind if I put you in touch with somebody who wants to?" Yes, because then it feels better. Yes, and I'm also just so busy right now. That's what it is. Is like you know, I have my kid and I have the podcast, and I'm trying to Your start classes, all this tarot. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I do tarot readings. I'm starting a whole new website. Like I'm I'm running around like a crazy person always. So feeling like something else got thrown at me. Made I know. me want to melt down a little bit. But then I hear you. I was like, this is about me. They didn't do anything wrong. This is about me learning how to say no, like we talked mm-hmm. about last night, Yeah, without feeling like a bitch. And that's where my anger came out. So I was like, now you're making me a bitch. And I was like, no, right. I'm allowed to say no to something. If, if you don't have all that energy to give, then the kindest thing you can do for everyone involved is to set those boundaries yeah, and say no. I don't, I forget whose philosophy this is, but I, I don't know if I wrote a book on it or what, but never blame other people for your feelings yeah that's so and it and it i don't know why when i first read that i was like oh yeah that's a good point (laughs) and so every time i'm annoyed at somebody or pissed at somebody i try to self-reflect and be like well what the fuck is wrong why what's going on in my life that i'm projecting because sometimes i mean if obviously if somebody breaks your heart yeah. yeah that's them their actions are causing your feelings yes absolutely there are things that you can do to improve that but not a lot that's kind of out of your control but other most other things i think are it's just blaming other people for how you feel if you think about it is kind of lazy because then you don't want to do the work on yourself and then you just keep going well why are they such a dick <laughs> and it's like well maybe you're the fucking dick you dick you know <laughs> That's why I say to myself, I look at myself in the mirror and I say that. Don't say that. No. I actually say really nice. You're the dick. You dick. Good morning, Christina. Morning, you piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Rise and shine, bitch. Um, No, well, that's, it took me a second because I was like, and I was like, no, this isn't about them. They're allowed to, people are allowed to ask you, even if you, even if it is a little bit rude or not. Yeah. It's on you to set your own boundaries and, and say what you can and can't give. Even if they do think you're a bitch, that's okay. Well, that's on them. It's your relationship to yourself. It's like, if you think I'm a bitch for not helping you out and going out of my way and lending you my time, fuck you. Yeah. Who's a bitch now, bitch? <laughs> Don't fuck with Christina. She's getting I'm, a punching bag. I'm just bag. angry today. She's getting honestly. ready. She's getting ready. Well, yeah, but she's getting a punching bag mm-hmm. and she's going to learn how to express this rage. Well, there's, I can't find any rage rooms in New York City. There's some in Dallas, oh. Texas. It started in China, apparently, or something like that. Japan, maybe. Uh, and then there's some on the West. Yeah. The, the they West haven't come Coast. here yet. I, I couldn't find one, but holler at your girl if you know about a rage room. But I watched no, videos. you're going to get someone being like, I got a rage room for you. Come to my basement. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this rage room. <laughs> exactly. But no, we do need rage rooms. We do need to express this stuff because so many of us, people will ask a favor. And if we already feel stretched, we're oh. like, fuck you. You know, all that anger. I can't right that, now. And they're like, whoa. Yeah, they're like, okay, you could have just said no. You yeah. just could have said no. And they're right. No, and what I was saying last night, and this is not my quote or phrase, but someone in my in my spiritual school said, don't be the cow that gives sour milk. Mm-hmm. And I love that because, you know, if you're giving something that you don't actually want to give or that you don't have to give, there's a quality to that gift that 
actually no one wants. Even if they think they want it, it's sour and it's not doing you any good. It's not doing them any good. The real kind of compassion we're looking for is when you allow yourself to say no and give that to yourself. We're allowed breaks. Life will get better when you can learn to say no. Because I remember, and Corinne is obviously so good at saying no. (laughs) And she taught me how to, like people would email us both, you know, saying, wanting us to do something together on their podcast, do a show, whatever the fuck. And I'd be like, well, and I'd email Corinne, you know, because we have to discuss it first. And I would say, I mean, you know, if I can move this around, she goes, Christina, we don't have to do this. Yeah. We should just say no. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Okay. And it just, life got less stressful when you learn to say no without, you know, feeling mean or whatever, because then you feel guilty and it's a whole domino effect. Learning how to say no can really change your life drastically. Yeah. And doesn't mean you have to get rid of your guilt, but including your guilt and working with it. Right, right, right. I said no. Now I feel like a terrible person. That's okay, too. I'm going to hold space for the fact that I feel terrible, even though I know I'm not in another way. It's all about holding space for opposing things. So when you set that boundary, you're probably going to have a lot of feelings running through your body, like panic. Oh, my God. Because as kids, we're probably not allowed to say no. So we start to panic. Like, oh my God, I just said no to someone. Am I going to get punished? You yeah. Know? Well, and the whole concept of um, it's harder for women to say no. It's very hard for most women to say no to things because of the way we're socialized. I used to, because I, I, I always question anything because I don't, you know, you want to do your research and make sure that the things you're subscribing to are legit. And with that theory, I'm like, is it women or and then i spoke with uh we corinne and i are podcast guests for uh let's say thursday so tomorrow mm-hmm. is this uh trans woman and she was telling us she's 68 and she got surgery in 84 which wow. was crazy and so but she she was telling us when pre-surgery and stuff she said men and women were socialized differently uh, and I said, how so? She, and she said, you know, I was born a boy. One of the first things I was told is that I could be president. And uh, and then women, my mother, my father was a doctor and my mom decided she wanted to get her teaching degree and teach after we were all born. And that was unheard of. And people were like, "How you are a doctor's wife. And then when she, Kate, was a, a man married to a woman pre-transition, she uh she just the the atmosphere of like i have to take care of you you you're like it's it it really is true it's like the and how bad it was not long ago is mind-boggling to me yeah in the 1950s women like the idea of a woman uh getting a job is and and no wonder women like that's carried on like with the whole uh with the history of racism and stuff those roots those awful embedded roots of racism trickle to current times i mean and and still exist and so yeah women really were socialized to say to be agreeable and it's so annoying. and the other side of it too with men is that there's something there too for them it just is a different facet of it meaning yeah they almost have these expectations that they're supposed to live up to yeah that that makes them um it's it's almost too much pressure in a different way well masculinity like the preciousness of masculinity that men are taught i think really blows because that that's why so many men didn't want to come out as gay who are gay and 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 didn't want to like or got so uptight or offended if their masculinity was threatened in any way and when people say like fragile masculinity yeah no shit it's fragile because the pressure put on it to be this idea of a man was i would imagine very heavy weighed very heavily and that sucks well look at the event yesterday that i had I think there were two men. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. There. And one of them was my manager. Oh, our manager. Right, right. James. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. And another one was, um, he'd been there before. And shout out to Howen. And, and he's just way more in tune with that kind of stuff. But most men, and it's a curse on them. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's, it's seen as a weakness to go into that place. And it's really, really sad. So as much as women have had this thing where we're not allowed to say no as much, and we've definitely had to hold one type of burden, men have had had to hold a a whole other kind of burden. We're in this together of like not being allowed to be their truest, sensitive, vulnerable selves. And it's just sad um, that in both realms, being a man or a woman, and of course, in their other realms of being a gay man or a gay woman, that there are all these pressures on 
what you're supposed to be instead of actually just finding out who you truly are. I know. And Bill Burr has such a good bit on on that exactly. Like, you know, it's not fair. Ladies, I know you got bad, but we do too. Because I can't just look at a picture of a puppy and cry. I'm not allowed to do that shit. And the puppy's so goddamn cute, but I can't say anything. And like, yeah, I get that's got to suck. And even, I mean, talk about like things, uh, social shitty things that were shittier back then that are kind of trickling into now. Uh, I'm making more income than my boyfriend, which has never happened in our six-year relationship until now. He's always made much more than me and uh, provided for me our whole relationship. And he really is having a hard time with that idea. And I'm like, but it's almost insulting because I said, you took care of me for so many years. There were months where you paid my rent. You paid for all the groceries. If we went out, you knew I couldn't go out unless you paid for it. And I knew that made him feel good. Um, And I didn't, I mean, that's not why I was doing it. I, I needed, I didn't have any money. And so now I'm so proud of myself that I'm at the point where I can provide. Yeah. And he, and, and I got to this place that I, that's like the impossible that I thought was like so hard to achieve. And he, his reaction is, oh, this is depressing. I'm like, well, I wasn't fucking depressed when you did it for me. I was thankful and I was working hard to not make that the case for, for as quickly as I could like come on man and that's honestly like that was the first time I'm like damn it that's an old ass idea man that you gotta let go of it's a burden we both carry men and women because for him you know I get I get get where he's coming from not to excuse the idea but it's like it's been placed on him like you're a failure masculinity shit if your woman is making more than you you are a failure which is clearly not true yeah he needs to once again hold space for that and let him have that thought while also remembering it's not true yeah and and the the ironic part a lot of things with with the shit some men do is a man who can gracefully not care about his uh woman wife girlfriend whatever the fuck making more money and him being totally comfortable that is so sexy because i'm like it's so you know because I understand, I can't even imagine the pressures of masculinity that 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 the burden that has on somebody. So for a man to be like, yeah, fuck it, it's cool. I'm cool with me. That is so hot, so hot, right? You're like gonna slide after school right now. It's so <laughs> it's so hot. And the whole like catcalling thing. I'm like, man, you know, a gentleman, not a whole. You don't have to hold the door, but somebody who approaches women with respect. They get that the pussy. makes my vagina they get moist. The pussy. Yes, not. That's so <laughs> ape-like and insecure to me, a man who is approaching something in that way, like the cat calling thing. I'm like, you do you not want puss? I, because the way you're trying to approach I getting know. it is so off. It's almost like it's repellent. It's almost like you want to just keep hanging around your guy friends. Yeah, and go fuck so, them in the butt later. So you're like putting us <laughs> off by pretending to come after us, but knowing it's not gonna actually get us, and then you go back to hanging with the boys, which is fine. But why don't you just hang with the boys yeah, and not disrespect skip the a woman? Name calling. Well, I, a lot of guys that I've talked to about it, some like wrote us in about it, genuinely thought women liked that. So I'm like, okay, that's so, so interesting. Okay. Okay, we don't. Uh, but now it is my duty to uh, verbally express often whenever the subject comes up that we don't, except Chrissy Mayer does. And that's a, <laughs> I remember she was on because she has a bit about it. And great, I really wanted to talk to her about it, but she like genuinely does like it. And really? I, almost, I almost didn't want to put that out there because then like some guys, like some that are <laughs> less intelligent, could be like, well, that's it. I'm right. Well, that's one specific person. And, and out of all the women I know, most of them, except Chrissy, and that's, look, you'll, it's not wrong that sh- that's how she feels because it's how she feels, yeah. right? I'm not gonna. I'm not there well, to. Well, some people into like that. to get choked in the bedroom, but that doesn't mean oh. you should walk around and just have a person come up and choke you. Oh yeah, like Corinne loves getting choked. I don't mind it either. You still have to ask and make sure the person likes it. You know what I mean? Oh, just because yeah. Chrissy likes it doesn't mean men should just go out and call scream at a woman like right. that until they know that she does like it. Right, right. Then scream at her. But exactly. it is a type of object objectification going on when you're calling at a person just like based on their physical. At yes. a zoo. It's just so upsetting. I mean, I've been working on my anger. I used to come at cat callers a little too heavily. I did too. I screamed at them and I'm like, that's not gonna get you anywhere. Nope. Could get you raped. And then I uh and then I started Or beat act- up. Yeah. Uh was oh, anybody? Well, I guess it has happened in the world before. Somebody got raped for. Uh, well, it's I mean, more I've like when you provoke. Bitch. I've gotten called a bitch for saying, "Excuse me." 
What, bitch? Oh. How Man, quickly it turns. I wish it was legal to mace someone for verbally harassing you, but it's not. It's not? <laughs> like I checked. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I might be. If anyone, holla at your girl. Christina Hutch on Twitter. <laughs> if anybody knows. But, you know, it's, it's obviously, I, look, if you like it, you like it, that's fine. Whatever. Do you. Like what you like. But most women don't. So maybe check first. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one should just get called at like you're an object. Not into it. Um, I'm trying to think what to get to next. Oh, so many juicy so many, subjects. So many things. Um, so uh, I think we kind of talked about this yesterday at the healing event as well. But something that you and I have in common is how deeply feeling and sensitive we are. So many feelings in my body at all times. And it's so interesting because when I first started the the spiritual work, it was like, oh my God, I can't wait to kind of float in the heavens and not have to feel <laughs> this uncomfortable human shit. And then you realize the human spiritual journey is about becoming more human yeah and, and embracing the, the feeling well i loved everything you said last night at the top of the class of like you have everything you need in here yeah so start looking for it in here don't look outside for something that's that's you're putting more mud on the your treasure see i fucking you pay attention so what i was saying to the to the uh, class yesterday is that these exes have been following me around for a long time and I wasn't the really letter sure. X, not like your ex-boyfriend. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> them that's too. Legal. And, <laughs> that's a legal issue. I had an ex like totally, I have an ex still scratched into my car. I have it scratched into my coffee table that I didn't do. They're there. Um, and then, yeah, I've just, exes are every, uh, Jan, Joe Santagato has an ex in his hat. Like I've, they just follow me everywhere, these exes and I didn't really know what they meant. And then it kind of popped up uh, to me in my head about a week and a half ago it was like x marks the spot treasure and i was like oh that buried treasure is within ourselves this thing we're looking for these maps to freedom are within us but most of us really we're desperately trying to fill that void we all feel yeah. and we're like oh maybe this relationship will do it or this job and the truth is i'm not saying stay in a job that doesn't make you happy of course you want to yeah. follow your highest excitement but at the end of the day that thing you're looking for is within you but you kind of had to pile mud on top of your treasure because suppose you're this vulnerable child and you keep getting disappointed or hurt you start to pile this mud as a way to protect that vulnerability and you pile it up and then it kind of crusts over and you pile more mud you almost have to like you know melt the mud and sift through it carefully yeah. to get back to that treasure but the beautiful thing is it's within you you it, yeah. it can't escape you Dude, it's inside Whitney houston wasn't kidding when she said the greatest love of all is the like is you loving your fucking self is that what she said? Yeah, isn't it? I love how well, you're like, Whitney Houston said, the greatest love of all song, like, is loving your fucking self. The greatest love of all is happening to me. I found all. the greatest love of all inside of me. That one, oh yeah. Oh my God. Because I actually went That's through the lyrics right. as you were talking because I'm like, I'm going to make sure is it was self-love she was talking about. How's it say? To me, I found the greatest Sing it, girl. love of all inside God. It's like... A magical, beautiful fairy singing. <laughs> yeah, a horse fairy. <laughs> do you know I do a horse impression, and I've been doing it to young children, I, and I've they always it. cry. Is yours like? <clears throat> Mine's. <laughs> that would make me cry. <laughs> I'm always like, "Hey, little baby, look! I do <laughs> animal impressions," and then they're like, uh. "They I like my other ones." I love the moment. One of my favorite moments is like one when kids have glasses. Little kids with glasses oh, kill God, me. The cutest. And then when a when a little kid like falls, and then the, you see their face go. Should I be upset? And they look around, and then they they go from smiling to the crinkling happens in the face the crinkling oh I the love little it. like raisin face yeah. starts to go in oh god so cute i really like kids have you talked to your to, um son your son's 10 mm -hmm. do you have uh talk to sexuality talks yet oh yeah did i ask you that on our podcast i don't think so Shit, i'm really curious about that i don't we can go to your other well topics, i'm a whole no let's do it i'm i'm a whole other beast with it because i've been like <laughs> waiting my whole life <laughs> to give your kid the yeah, sex talk. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, I am going to tell them everything yeah. that no one told me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we've had, he he started asking pretty young and it started, you know, around four or five and I was like, they oh, grow. Wow. Well, you know, at first it's like, oh, they grow in your belly and then it's like, well, how do they get out of the belly? Oh, yeah. Through your vagina and I just really always, 
proper met terms. where he was at yeah and i showed him like a national geographic video of like the sperm you know all racing to the egg when he uh. was like five or six he was so cute he would be like go go like he was like rooting for the sperm it's so funny that's kind of how women feel like we're all just eggs and there's all these sperm going eh, eh, eh. we're like stop <laughs> sorry i just thought of that i had to get it out i love that that's so artsy we're Thanks. just the egg like oh my god you're poking me stop it don't you know? I'm trying to like watch a TV show. I don't know if I'm sexualizing myself or society for me. Go away. And then it goes into them and they're like, now I'm a baby growing. God damn it. How much work it is to become a baby and grow. But anyway. Yeah. So then and then, you know, recently it just starts getting more detailed because he's approaching puberty. Yeah. I was going to say 10. Yeah. That's like a he's getting I mean, I there. Was, I was uh, I was masturbating for well long before that. Oh, yeah. Well, girls are different with the masturbating. Oh, really? Yeah, Earlier. because boys, when does sperm start to come out of the, the penis? I don't know, but a lot of guys that talk to, 12, they'll, they'll, they would uh, jerk off and have like a, an orgasm, but nothing would come out. I'm like, I oh, didn't so even know that. Oh, so you can jerk that. off an orgasm Who without t- the, the semen. You can, and when when they're young and there's no semen oh. to, I know. Next I'm, topic. Oh, I t- Jay Okerson, he told me that, and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it was like mummy dust. It was like nothing. It was like, like that's hilarious (laughs) i could be talking about this way more comfortably if my son wasn't in that you know what i mean it's just such a like when it's your little boy you're like i don't want it oh god (laughs) plus i just want to respect you know it must be so hard having a mom it's gonna get worse for him in middle school stop it sorry having a mom who like talks about sex so openly does he know that it's he does and he doesn't because he doesn't really want to go there but god yeah. when his friends find my fucking podcast when they're in middle school are you going to tell him first so that that's, he doesn't get tormented by yeah. it so he can be in control of the issue and how he feels well, about it well he already it. knows and I already I'm like I am so sorry yeah that. but a lot of people are talking because but you could say like sexuality is something in our society that people have so many mixed feelings about so it's important to talk about it openly and honesty, honestly and that's uh, what I'm doing and it's what a lot of people do thank you I'm gonna Boom. bring Christina in for the talk <laughs> Hey Shane, I have to talk about something important. Christina, Christina, yeah. Come here. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go in the other room. Yeah, bye. Um, no, you're right. It's like here, sexuality, especially when women talk about it and they own it, it's almost like, oh, is she like a slut? Is there something fucked up with her? Because there are so many male comics who talk openly about this stuff yeah. who have kids, and, and they're no not one labeled says a to sex you. comic. They're not no. labeled that. No one. I'm sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe people did go up to Louis C.K. and you know whoever else has a kid being like oh what are you gonna do about when your kid turns this age but especially with women because we're supposed to be like the nurturing mothers it's Mm -hmm. like it's almost like i'm a bad mom in some people's eyes that i go out and talk about sex as openly as i do and i'm like nah fuck it i'm not gonna yeah hold that back i mean look at madonna she fucking owned her sexuality hard lordis and had kids is that is that how you pronounce her name lordis or lord is it lord i thought it was lordis however it is whatever what a name who looks like her 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 kid's a badass. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. She seems cool anyway. Sexuality is so funny because we kind of own it in our society, but it's so like pornified. I know. It's, it's you not know like real sexuality. You know what I feel bad about thinking, but I don't know if I, I don't know. You know, like red carpet dresses and shit. Some of them are really, uh, it's almost, I don't, obviously like I love looking at hot women. It's great. Hot men, hot women, hot people. It's fun to look at. But some of the, like I look at all these men wearing suits and they obviously look handsome, but some of the women like they wear stuff that's like just, it's like the cloth, the amount of cloth that goes into their outfit is, gets smaller and smaller every year kind of thing. It, it doesn't cause there's, you know, it, it ebbs and flows, but I'm like, I guess my problem with it is, are you doing it for you? Oh, I love you. Were you doing it because your fucking team of people is like trying to sexualize you when you're not comfortable? Like young singers, like Ariana Grande and Selena Gomez or something, like hot babe women. And I really like, I don't listen to a lot of their music a lot. I have, it's, it's good, it's great. And I've the little I've seen with them in interviews, I'm like, those are fucking, they know, they got good heads on their shoulders. But then, and you see them in like no clothes. And I just always wonder, because I, especially the music industry is so harsh on age, on with women especially. Yeah. And like, I just feel, because I know so much shit about the music industry from Steven, that like she, this poor girl was just like forced to wear this tiny ass fucking dress. No, it's true. I was actually watching that new Ariana Grande video where she's like, I'm not doing the thing. I have that all night. Why? You sound like I've exactly. Done, uh, I've done, I got me on all night. 
I think that's exactly how it goes, actually. But she's like on this fucking workout bike. And she's like, you know, it's supposed to look like she's riding a dick. And listen, once again, I'm a big embracer of sexuality, but there was something very off about it. It felt wrong. Especially because she looks like, like a she's 15. Yeah. She looks like she's 12. It and was like, and there was not. no point. Like, look, if you want to, like, okay, Rihanna's Bitch Better Have My Money video. Oh. That's sexy, but mm. it's like artistic, dark well, be- sexy. Because when you watch that, you know that was She's fucking Rihanna's it. idea, That's man. Rihanna. Rihanna was like, get the fuck out of the room. I'm come up with the ideas. Fuck. I was yes. like, she didn't direct it and stuff, but you felt like she was really in control. Yes. She, I always felt that way about her. Mm-hmm. Always. And she wears tiny little dresses. And when I see it, I'm like, mm, God damn. Her Rihanna. boobs are out in that oh, video. And it doesn't beautiful feel woman. like someone's taking advantage of her. Yeah. It feels like she's like, this is my body. I'm a badass bitch. Yeah. Here I am. And then, when, but when women, when we have videos of young women doing that thing, like riding uh, an exercise bike as if it's they're riding a dick and the girl looks like a minor. She's 12. And she, but she's not. She's a grown ass fucking woman. And there doesn't have like artistic quality. Right. But, but, you know, when guys, it, I, I would imagine that contributes to guys, like women just wagging their ass in front of a guy and then be like, can't have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like that's if a lot of guys feel that that's what's happening to them. Like with when they get mad, when they hit on a woman, she says no and they call her a bitch. That's something that took me a long time to even want to entertain understanding because yeah. it made me so mad. But then, you know, you look at all these uh how porny advertising is and the guys are like what of course they're gonna be like uh? they're so confused right because yeah. we put out this one message which like you said it's so porny pornified yeah and then it's like don't touch me yeah and it's like i'm not an object and yeah it's- but then you you're an object you 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 act it seems like you're acting like an object in the video Again, could be on your own accord. But when I see a Rihanna video, I don't think that. It's it's I, I don't think know we're why. We're all confused actually. Like we if are. we want to get to the heart of it, I think we're all confused and yeah. disconnected in so Men many ways women. that we don't know like when's the time to get into that mode. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I want to be in that really hot. Yep. You know, I want to dress sexy and I want to own it Rihanna style or Beyonce oh, style. I was gonna say Beyonce is another woman who yeah. does it. And I'm like, yo, you are in control yes. of everything. Yes. And it's so sexy. And it, it it that's why I love looking at women like Beyonce and Rihanna and they make me feel sexier. Even it's if like, I'm like in my pajamas. It's almost like looking at like a goddess. Yeah. An ancient goddess who's just claiming it. Yeah. And but it's really hard because you can't really give an instruction manual to a girl like this is how you own that it's yeah. almost like a feeling but it's i think it, i think once again the root issue is a deeper disconnect within all of us that makes it pornified it's mm-hmm. this objectification of ourselves because anytime you're not feeling feelings you start entering the external world in a way where it's like I'm in survivor mode and you are all here for me to use. And then that's that root thing. And it doesn't just come out with sex comes out with the, we were talking about this last night, like the slaughter slaughtering animals, the whole that industry of Mm -hmm. like, you know, back in the day when you have native Americans, the way that they killed animals was way more in touch with nature. Now it's just like you look at people in a slaughterhouse. Don't even have to grow feathers because they're all on. They're just treated like not, they're even not even treated like, uh, beings that are yeah. alive and so I think there's like a deeper thing where we've just become so disconnected from everything that we objectify it and don't even realize that we're objectifying ourselves and each other especially once again. especially if masculinity part of masculinity is getting a girl yeah. if you're straight if you're a straight man and you know you have all of these advertisements if you're a man like wa- uh, around you all the time of these girls like hey daddy want us uh. and he, you know they develop this impression and then the real world women aren't like that that's yeah. not how women act no and they're met with what the fuck i thought i was supposed to get this chick because you told me i was supposed to get all the pussy and then they're mad well and they have a right to be by the way your voices are really good oh god i forget your I bill burr talking. voice oh was amazing hey, don't sherry's berries <laughs> i was like His sherry's berries ad read is my favorite but uh we gotta we gotta wrap this up i'm sad because i feel like we were just getting into this is really fun yeah Thank you for coming on, Christina. Thanks for having Where me. Where can people find you? Uh, you can uh, listen to Guys We Fuck, the po- anti Shaming podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Sound- SoundCloud, all that crap. Yeah. Christina Hutch is all my social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A though. So fucking. Don't right. fuck it up. Yeah. And like my mom fucked up my spelling. <laughs> yeah. Good going. Both of our moms. <laughs> um, every time I get mad at my mom, I'll throw yours in there. Um, Thank you. For both of us. 
uh guys pinch recording is where we record pinchrecording.com it's seriously one of the most beautiful studios you've seen it is really and the quality great. of the sound if you really want something to sound good whether it's podcast or music this is the place to go oh, the lights i know look at it it looks like Gorgeous. a chapel or a church or whatever it's it's insane the lighting Oregon, in here wow. and then also going deep my event in philadelphia is going to be february 26 go to eventbrite to get tickets I would love for you guys to be there. I'm going to be picking the new Going Deep uh, New York City date soon. Uh, Patreon. Please support me on my Patreon account. Uh, you can find me. It's Patreon slash The Kate Wolf. Instagram, Twitter, The Kate Wolf. And oh, if you want a tarot card reading, kwolf27 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Christina, for coming on. Thanks. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.